0: know the why human trafficking work is needed to fight for the freedom of modern-day slaves. But love, passion, commitment isn't all you need to be an effective and successful anti-trafficking advocate. Learn the how. I'm Dr. Celia Williamson, Director of the Human Trafficking and Social Justice Institute at the University of Toledo. Welcome to the Emancipation Nation podcast, where I'll provide you with the latest and best methods, policy, and practice discussed by experienced experts in the field so that you can cut through the noise, save time and be about the work of saving lives.
1: Over the past 18 years, the International Human Trafficking and Social Justice Conference has welcomed thousands of attendees from all 50 states and from 40 countries around the world. We are the largest and oldest academic conference on human trafficking in the nation. Our 18th annual conference will be hosted virtually this year on September 22nd through the 24th. You will have the opportunity to learn from and collaborate with thousands of advocates, researchers, experts, and survivors from all over the world. This will be our largest conference to date with over 100 breakout sessions featuring 180 expert presenters speaking about various topics related to human trafficking and social justice issues. Find out more information and register today on our website, traffickingconference.com.
0: Welcome back, Lisa.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you, what's the most Fearless thing you've ever done. Hmm. Well, I've done some fearless things, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, but I guess, you know, I moved my person of color self into a mostly all white upper class neighborhood, went to school there, made that's lots true. of good friends too. Yeah. Um, I went back to school going master's degree. Hell, I've worn bangs. That's so right. I mean, is there anything more fearless than that? I mean, that's pretty great. Right. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> how about you? Your list probably overshadows mine. Well, I've done some things. I've done some things, but I'm older than you. Um, I think one of the fearless things I've done, of course, as you know, went out on the streets myself uh, for six months, three times a week, all day, uh, building relationships, learning from the women on the street, best education I think I've gotten, uh, gone into trap houses, um, you know, did all the things, learned about the culture of of drugs and pimping and all of the things. Um, see, built a global conference, built a local coalition, uh, got some federal grants here or there, did some research, wrote a book, I mean, some things. No, big deal. Yeah. <laughs> but today, we are in good company because there is a young person that I interviewed. I mean, this girl is in high school doing the damn thing already. If I, I can't imagine what I was doing in high school, but she's already like just in the game, tearing it up. So I am excited uh, to have you listen to this interview I have with this high school student named Leela. Welcome to the Emancipation Nation podcast. Today we have Leela Talasian and she is a high school student in the Bay Area in California, and she's doing some amazing things some global things. And she is just about to go into her senior year of high school. So I'm really excited to talk to her because I think, you know, the issue is going to be taken on by young people. And so um, want to hear some of Leela's thoughts and some of the programming that she's involved in. So welcome, Leela.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, and I understand that you're an activist, you're an organizer, so tell us about uh, this International Week of Action Against Modern Slavery. How did you even come about learning about the issue and then organizing around it?
2: Well, I first learned about this issue, I believe I was like researching something about child labor for a debate tournament. Um, And I always knew human trafficking existed, but I never really understood the scope of the issue. I never really understood that, like, you know, modern slavery forced labor was even like considered a thing and just how huge the issue was and how pervasive it was. And I felt really frustrated. I felt like not enough was being done. And so I didn't really know how I could get involved. So I started out by trying to write like an op-ed about it and pitch it around and nothing really materialized out of that. And then, so I was trying to figure out a way for people who could get people to get involved, regardless of if they actually like were already aware of the issue, were already working in the field or if they were just hearing about it now. So I sort of came up with this idea to do a global week of action. That was pretty accessible for people to get involved in. So I started like brainstorming different ways um, that, you know, someone could make a difference, like, you know, calling their elected officials, their local elected officials, their national elected officials, signing petitions, learning more about how the issue functions, um, contacting companies that have forced labor in their supply chain and stuff like that. And then I just like sent it out to activist organizations that, you know, were related to fighting human trafficking and then other organizations that maybe focused more on climate or other issues like that to try and create, like, build, like, to try and sort of like further this movement and bring more people into the movement and show people like ways that they could make a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it went really well. There were over like 20 different countries where people were participating from, um and yeah, I met a lot of like amazing activists from around the world and it was really a great experience.
0: Wow. So let let's just unpack that. So how did you even get the passion for this issue?
2: I mean, I've always ever since like I guess I owe this to starting debate in seventh grade, but I really started to learn about different issues and politics and stuff like that. And I really got a passion for politics, for human rights, for activism, for, cor- for current issues. And I've always since then really been involved in that. I started like an activist club at my school. Um, and then so when I learned about this issue, I felt like more should be done about it. And also I feel like growing up and seeing a lot of other young activists making a difference on things like education, the environment, stuff like that. I really felt like, you know, regardless of my age, there is something that I can do. There is a way I can help this movement and I can like actually use my voice and help people.
0: And did you do do this by yourself? Did you brainstorm with partners and collaborators? How did that come about?
2: Uh, it was pretty much by myself. Like I definitely had like people I knew like sign up and share it on social media. But I mean, it was pretty much just like something I just sort of came up with um, and like organized like from my bedroom.
0: And what what did your parents think? What did they say about what you're doing?
2: Um, I mean, they've always sort of like known I was like very passionate, very political, very like sort of like informed about human rights and stuff like that so i mean they weren't surprised by it i've always been the person who like starts fights about politics at the dinner table and who like tells them they need to buy like you know ethical chocolate and stuff like that so i don't think they were too surprised
0: and how did you reach over 100 i mean how did you reach over 20 countries
2: I mean, I just spent a lot of time. Like, I emailed, I think, thousands of organizations. Um, and I was like, hey, I think you should, like, if you want to get involved in this, here's what I'm doing. Here's the sign-up link. Here's how you can, like, share it on social media. Here's the hashtag to use. So I really just, like, spent hours and hours and hours researching different groups and reaching out to different people. Um, and yeah, just through that, it sort of, like, spread.
0: And how long did you work on it before you started to see uh, people answer you and start to hashtag things and that sort of stuff?
2: It was probably, I want to say a little over a month.
0: Wow. That's fast. And how, how many people do you think have been sharing and hashtagging? Give us some of the numbers.
2: Um, I mean, we had like, I believe over a hundred, um, participants, but, um, Yeah, and it was mostly people just, like, contacting their elected officials and stuff like that.
0: And what else did you ask them to do besides contact elected officials and share your message and the hashtags? Is is there anything else you asked people to do?
2: Yeah, so it was six days long. The first day was um, just learning more about the issue. I sent out a lot of different videos on, like, different types of forced labor, like, ways human trafficking manifests, how to be aware of, like, the signs and stuff like that. Um, and then the next day was like signing a petition. Um, and then it was like contacting, um, your local elected officials, um, which we kind of already touched on. So like I reached out and I emailed like my state government, um, about improving the California Transparency and Supply Chains Act, which basically requires companies to like show what they're doing to fight modern slavery in the supply chain, but it doesn't really like, um like hold them accountable for it or make that information visible. So people were contacting their local government and their like state and regional um, elected officials. Then it was contacting your national elected officials. And then it was like reaching out to companies like Nestle who have really been found to have forced labor that they profit off of. Um, and with that, um, we sort of, I, my goal was like to sort of generate like global momentum of trying to hold um, people in power accountable um, to actually tackle this issue.
0: Wow. And so what's your issue with the Transparency Act as it is now in California?
2: I mean, it's definitely a good start. I just feel like it could be stronger because it really doesn't. It kind of like lets companies um, off the hook if they aren't doing like a ton of stuff to try and like clean up their supply chains. And also like a lot of people, like I live in California, I didn't really learn about this until recently. It's supposed to like make like, companies more transparent, have them have the information about what they're doing to protect human rights available to everyone. so They can make more informed choices, but it really doesn't do that. So I just believe the act definitely could be stronger.
0: Wow. That's amazing that you know that much about it. And the name is Transparency Act and it is not as transparent as we would have people think. And so you're fighting to make it more transparent and to hold companies like Nestle accountable. And so uh, where where did you go from there after you finished that whole week against modern slavery? What did you do? Yeah, now?
2: definitely. So I actually forgot to mention the last day of the six days of the Week of Action was um, about figuring out where we go from here. And I sort of sent out this message to everyone involved, like, look, this is just the beginning. We're going to be mobilizing in the future. And then um, like the next month, I was like super crazy busy with like final and AP exams. And then after school ended, I started organizing what I called the Global Coalition Against Modern Slavery. And um, with that, I've been emailing people out. I started with like weekly mobilizations of just like learning more about the issue or different petitions to sign and stuff like that. And right now I'm working towards um, on August 20th, a like modern slavery global day of awareness. And I organized this on the 20th because it's pretty... pretty soon before the next UN General Assembly. And so I really wanna just like create a lot of noise about this issue and say like we, something needs to change. We need to actually start like sending more resources um, towards people who are like most affected by this issue in countries where they are most affected by it. We need to uh, like sort of crack down on human trafficking more. Sorry, I'm kind of rambling here, but I guess you can... It all makes sense to me. Yeah, and just do things like that. How can we, like, protect people who are more vulnerable to human trafficking and to modern slavery, to forced labor? How can we, like, improve their living conditions so they're, like, less vulnerable towards exploitation? All of this stuff to sort of, like, reduce the issue um, and to sort of, like, tackle it. Yeah, I just... that I feel like what I just said didn't make that much sense. Sorry. I think I can
0: hear your passion coming through and... I can honestly say that if young people like you are on the case, I feel so much more, <laughs> so comforted that I can go and retire and uh, go to California, my favorite state, and sit by the water because people like Leela will have it all taken care of. She will pick up that torch from there and do what needs to be done. And so how do people get involved in this uh, August 20th event that you have coming up?
2: Yeah. So definitely. So I I have a sign up link that I believe will be in the show notes. Um, and well, you can see- and
0: that's if you know, that's if we had show notes, Lila. I'm still, I've still uh, never have done that. <laughs> but uh, you know, I should. So you'll have to tell people how they can get in touch with you in case you know if they want to get involved or.
2: Yeah, definitely. So on my um, Instagram and on my Twitter, I have the sign up for the day of awareness um, in my bio and you can sign up there. And then also if you're from like an organization that, you know, has a lot of members or you have a lot of resources and want to help with this day of awareness, I do have like a space you can like say if you have any skills or like connections and you want to help, you can fill it out there. And basically the goal, because I feel like it didn't make a lot of sense when I said it. Sorry, I'm kind of nervous. But the goal for this August 20th um, day of Awareness is basically it's you know a little bit before the next united nations general assembly and the goal of this is to really make a lot of noise about this issue and like say we really need to double down and start taking action on it we really need to start protecting the people who are most vulnerable to forced labor we really need to start um just providing more resources to victims of human trafficking. We need to start holding companies and governments accountable for perpetrating this issue. Um, And it's really to make a lot of noise about the issue and to draw attention to it and also to educate people on what is happening. So the plan right now, um, it's still in a while, but right now what I think is going to happen is we're going to have people either by themselves or in small groups share a photo of themselves with a sign, like with information about the issue and like saying we need the United Nations to act on this. We we're demanding change, whatever, stuff like that. And then yeah, having either individual people or small groups all around the world doing it on the same day, tweeting about it and just making a lot of noise about the issue and really saying something needs to change.
0: I love it. So do you see yourself doing this um, every August, every, you know, before the UN meets?
2: I have not figured that out completely. I do know there's going to be more mobilizations going forward, sort of like how this was building off of the week of action, something's going to build off of this, but I have not figured that out completely. But I would not be surprised if something similar happens in the future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I started a conference of a small conference 18 years ago that I thought was going to be one year. And now, oh, 18 okay. years later, it's the largest conference, academic conference on human trafficking in the nation. That's so amazing. you never know. You never know what you start and it begins to snowball because people want to get involved and they want to make a difference and you know, they want to see leadership like from people like yourself to lead the charge that they can just contribute to something meaningful. Someone else is leading the way. So I think it's amazing what you're doing. And if people want to get in touch with you, then how do they get in touch with you exactly on Instagram or wherever you might be?
2: Uh, yeah, I have my email, I believe. Um, and if I don't have it, I'll put it in after this interview. But I have it on my Instagram and on my Twitter. So you can reach out to me there or just DM me if, you know, you want to talk, you want to get involved or something like that.
0: And for us old school people that don't, you know, Instagram and DM and all that, what is the email?
2: Oh, it's L to er here. Let me, the email I'm using for this is lelatelation at gmail.com that I'm using for like my activism. So I can just put it in the chat and then.
0: No, oh, no, go ahead and tell people because.
2: then you can, oh, it's going to be like broadcasted. Um, yeah, lelatelation at gmail.com. That's L-E-L-A-T-O-L-A-J-I-A-N at gmail.com.
0: That's amazing. Any,
2: any advice
0: that you would give to young people like yourself? You know, some, there, there are many young people out there that they have a lot of passion, like burning in their heart and they want to see human rights, but they don't feel like they have any power. They don't feel like they have a voice and they don't know what to do. So is there any advice that you would give young people who are as passionate as you? but maybe they just don't have, they don't feel empowered enough.
2: Yeah, definitely. So I would say there is always something you can do and no matter how small it's going to have an impact. and whether like you don't even need to like lead a group or lead an initiative or anything like that, there are human rights groups all around the world all around the country that you can join if you want to. Um, you can start a small club at your school if you want. Um, anything like that can make a difference. Write to your elected officials, write to your congress people, write to your senators representatives, all of that write to companies, try to like shop more ethically um, and just try to research any like human rights groups, any organizations in your area that you can get involved with. You could write to your newspaper about this issue, just small stuff like that really does make a difference. And if you do want to get involved with um, this August 20th, August 20th day of awareness, please do sign up, tell your friends, um, get them to sign up, all of that.
0: And so what does the future hold for Leela?
2: I don't know. Um, do you mean like with activism or just with my life in general? Let's say both. Um, yeah. So with activism right now, I'm really focused on this, um, day of awareness. And after that, I really want to keep growing that, um, coalition, keep speaking out. Hopefully like, you know, with COVID, like with more people getting vaccinated and stuff, hopefully I'll be able to do more like large events around this maybe, um, Let's see what else. And in terms of, yeah, just I'm going to probably keep like growing the coalition and stuff like that. Um, In terms of my personal life, I have my senior year of high school, which I'm excited for kind of. Um, And then college after that, I'm not sure where I'll be going because, you know, I haven't finished my applications yet. But um, yeah, and then possibly law school. I'm still on the fence about that.
0: That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time, Leela. and please keep doing what you're doing and please keep the passion that you have. And if you need anything, let me know, email me, drop me a line, don't DM me because I probably haven't checked my Instagram in a minute, but, <laughs> but let me know. And, you know, as you get down the road and you start doing more and more, come back and share with us and let us know what you're doing and how we can get involved. So she, she has what I call like the San Francisco vibe oh what what is that you know I feel like there's there's like an entrepreneurial vibe there and I feel like people in San Francisco like they're inventive uh, they invest in themselves they 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 build things they build technology they just build things for the world Mm -hmm. and you know she's younger right she has like That fluency and technology and social media, you know, these things are strengths for her. Right. Exactly. I mean, she has determination and confidence and fortitude and she's really using her strengths to contribute and just do the damn thing. Oh, man. Like, if we were all as bright and confident at such a young age as she is, like, I hope you all out there got the lesson here that if you've been waiting to do the damn thing start doing it you keep waiting for somebody to come and legitimize you and tell you that it's okay now you should just jump out there and do things that you need and want to do but don't jump out there just like crazy without getting yourself educated <laughs> without being knowledgeable because that's just a recipe for disaster don't do that but Go and learn and start to figure out how to marry what you really love and what your talent is with the issue and then slowly start doing it because when you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I've said it before. I feel good when there's people like her, young people on that wall and taking on the charge. Like they say, the little child shall lead them. Let's not just do something Let's do the best thing. If you like this episode of Emancipation Nation, please subscribe and I'll send you the weekly podcast. Until then, the fight continues.